I'm Dominic Laurie, Head of Comms at TalkTalk, and this is the latest Walking the Walk podcast for the week of International Women's Day. Now, I've heard it said often that if you were female starting out in a tech career, certainly a few years ago, it was common to find yourself the only woman in a sea of blokes. Maybe a bit less so now, but it's still true that tech is a career populated more by men than by women. The question is then, how do you meet other women like yourself if visibility can be an issue? My colleague Lizzie Kelly Dyson's answer to that question was to build your own network, starting from one night out in Manchester, ending up by conquering the globe. Lizzie, tell me, tell me what job you do in um, in Talk Talk, or what's your day job anyway? Um, so I head up the UX team. What does that mean for people that don't know what UX is? Yeah, it stands for user experience. So we design digital interfaces or websites or apps or whatever else um, that will have a positive impact, hopefully, on our customers so that they're able to use our service. So you're trying to make it as easy for me as possible for, for uh, as a customer. And also, I guess if it's easy for me as a customer, I'm more likely to buy from TalkTalk. Talk. Yeah. So we want to re- remove all the friction uh, yeah, and just try and make it as easy as possible. What's the most common friction, most common obstacle that you've learned in your career that you have to remove? Is it the number of clicks or is it that data's already preloaded? What, what's, what's the most common thing? I think it's just trying to remove anything that results in a call so that i think clicks is probably like everybody used to say it's got to be three clicks or less but i think that's kind of gone now because people are quite used to using websites and things like that and actually you could put loads of information on one page and you only have to click once but that could overload people so actually more if you've got less information over more clicks, it re- reduces. That's interesting because that is a change because I remember I'm an old man now and I remember at the beginning of the <laughs> digital world, it was all about reducing clicks, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get long pages with loads of information yes, on it. Yes, I remember. I remember. <laughs> so, now, so now it's just, you know, the important thing is to do everything, you know, at, in one sitting, if you want, in front of the computer or, or on your mobile. Yeah, so we, I kind of created a, we call it like a design principle. So we say, it's one screen, one thought. So each screen you're having to do one task and it makes it a lot easier for the customer because they're just having to concentrate on one thing at a time. That sounds very favorable. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in today's world. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> but so that's your day job and that's really interesting insight. Um, but then you have a you have a kind of a, a moonlighting second job, which is amazing, <laughs> which is you have a you run a network uh for yes. for women who who work in your industry. Tell us about it. Yeah, so when I started out after university, there weren't that many women. I was going to loads of meetups after after work and they were interesting, but we were just wondering why women weren't coming out to them. Um, so me and my friend Georgie, after one of these meetups, went for a, a glass of wine or two and had a chat and um, we were sort of like discussing this and... We were saying that it'd be nice to create a community or like a meetup where you could go along and have a conversation instead of it being just talks where someone's like telling you what to do and how to do it. Um, so just kind of build up more of a collaborative rather than sort of broadcasting at people. Yeah. So it started about seven years ago and we decided to just put it out there that we were going to be at a restaurant one night. I think we went to like Bill's Burgers or something like that. And <laughs> Eight women turned up, which was eight women that we didn't know existed. And we just had a good chat around 
some food and a couple of drinks and then sort of seven years later we're in about 85 cities um so it's just like exploded and we're now sort of a global meetup of women in the ux industry which is and it's called ladies that ux yes called ladies that ux and you feel you and you felt and you feel still that that women in your industry weren't being served and and were being were being ignored didn't have a forum I think it was more that they didn't have a forum and I guess because it is, I mean, the digital and the tech world is quite male dominated anyway. Um, it just meant that we wanted to create a safe space for women to have conversations around how how to sort of manage in that space and how to, um, I don't know, get tips and tricks from each other on how we'd like handle different situations or maybe just about the UX industry and like different approaches and things like that. So it was just nice to have that backing, I guess, and a sense of community that you, even though there weren't many women in the UX industry, that they are there behind you, even if you just don't see them day to day. So I guess seven years ago, seven, eight years ago, you, you, you literally felt that there weren't many, if any, other people, other women in the industry. So it was literally about finding somebody else and that knowing there was someone like you yeah I was the first woman to join this agency that I worked at not long after another woman joined um so that was two of us but two out of did you uh, get funny looks um no I don't think so but <laughs> you were accepted you were you were accepted yeah yeah, yeah I don't think anybody intentionally goes against gender it's just something that's happened it's I think it goes back to how to get more women uh, like into the industry from the roots so starting off in in schools and you know stem subjects and encouraging girls to take the subjects that aren't like I don't know they tend to go away from them and go to uh, veterinary humanities veterinary. languages yeah that, and there's nothing wrong with those but I think when they start to get into like IT and computers and that kind of thing, there there tends to be more boys in those classes. So they start to over time like feel excluded. So there's a lot of work going on at the minute to encourage girls to take that on at an earlier age. So this is kind of like when I was joining the agency, it was kind of like an after effect of all that. So girls tend to fall out along the way. So it's interesting. So what you're saying is your network is actually a fix for something that really should be fixed more properly earlier on not in adult years but in teenage years even earlier and there's a lot more like since ladies at ux started there's been a massive movement for women in tech and getting girls into stem subjects so there's there are now meetups that focus on that specifically so going out to schools and running workshops and and getting them excited about like designing apps and and building and coding and all that kind of stuff which is great to see fantastic so how does it work you've basically got not any, at any one time, but you've got 80, 80 odd cities around the world and people are, you know, various numbers of groups are, I guess, in pre-COVID world, they're sort of meeting physically. How does it actually work, ladies at UX? So it started off as an excuse to go to different bars and restaurants. Have a um, burger. Yeah, trying new places out in Manchester. But um, because we were on Twitter, it travelled through social media and then two women from Brighton got in touch and asked if they could start a meetup and they were probably a little bit more organized with starting their group than we were but we loved the idea that they came up with they did a workshop with the women that turned up and said what do you want to get out of ladies that you ask and it was really nice because they found out 
that they want talks and they want socials, maybe a few workshops. They don't really want recruiters coming along. So they designed their events around what came out of that. And we took that sort of concept. And as more and more cities reached out to us, that's how we set each meetup up. So each each event is unique to their location. So what happens in, like we've had meetups in New York or in Russia and Australia. So each one is tailored to the culture. Just and sometimes it'll be three people. Sometimes it'll be 300 people. Sometimes it'll be in a cafe, sometimes in an auditorium. Yeah, we've had like breakfast meetups, which are really nice. Where, so we all go for brunch before work and they're quite nice because it means those that have got like school pickups in the evening can make make it along, whereas normally they can't. So it varies quite a lot, really. And what would you say people get out of it around the world? What's the common thread? We would say like success isn't in the, in the amount of people that turn up. It's the value that people get out of it. And I definitely think it's that sense of community. Like we had a meetup in Russia that was too two or three women and they used to just meet up once a month and they'd love it like they just have a coffee and a chat and that's because there, there aren't many women in russia working in ux i imagine that's why yeah it has to flex depending on i guess the maturity of the industry in in that area whereas like in san francisco they sell out really quickly and you can get like hundreds of people turning up because you've got big tech companies out there what a sense of pride for you to be running or helping run an organization that has UX meetups in San Francisco, Silicon Valley. What I know, it's like we see quotes from women as well. And I like every now and again, I get a message from someone on LinkedIn saying, oh, like heard about ladies at UX, what a great initiative. Thanks for setting it up. And that's like seven years later. And I'm kind of, yeah, it's, it's sort of caught its own. It's become, we started off and called the Manchester Group, Ladies at UX Northwest. Because we thought, oh, it might expand across the UK. And then we got a group that wanted to start in Canada. And we were like, well, Manchester's not really the Northwest anymore. So we had to change it. But um, yeah, we just never expected it to become this big. I, I guess you, you're seven years ago, I guess you therefore coincided with the increasing prevalence of senior women working in, in, in tech firms, thinking of Sheryl Sandberg, Marissa Meyer. Mm-hmm. You also coincided with um, the Me Too movement, or actually just, you know, you, you, you just prefaced both of those two things. Have you seen this all come at once and, and, and change all come, you know, in very recently and quickly and at the same time? Yeah, definitely. I think we obviously hit a nerve with it, which, and then as that movement picked up, it, it helped us to just scale um, massively. So as women in tech became more public in in the news and in media and all that kind of stuff. I think it's um, encouraged women to move into this industry or also just like we might have had like amazing women in the industry anyway, but like, the coming together of it and having that network where people can share experiences has sort of followed that movement as that's grown. And what did Me Too give you or society? What did Me Too give society through your lens? Before, when we first started, um, Ladies at UX was exclusively for women to create that safe space. But I think it gave us not permission, but an opportunity to spread our voice a lot more into a wider audience. So we've had a lot more men coming along to the groups and supporting the women in tech movement. And I think just having that 
sense of it's okay for everybody to be involved in that. It's not just for women. It's having everybody sort of backing equality. We don't want to sort of take over the world in a, in a sense. We just want equality of like 50-50 um, so that the, if Ladies at UX is successful, we kind of make ourselves redundant really because we're not really needed anymore. But you're not there yet. Is that is that no. that's what you're saying? So you still you still walk into rooms and still a minority. There are still problems to fix. Yeah, I think so. So one of the quotes that Georgie used to say a lot is, "You can't be what you can't see." So I think having women in senior positions and showing that like this is something that you can get to is really important because you've got to have those role models to look up to. Otherwise, people think that that might not be a role that they're able to sort of take on it's for someone else so you're not out of business yet no not yet i think until we've got like 50 50 i think there's a lot more women we've seen a massive change in the industry ladies at ux is a lot busier than it ever has been and it's great to see that people are coming in at sort of junior midweight levels but i think there's still that gap at a senior level in companies and having that female representation at the top if you're a young woman maybe a young teenage late a young teenage woman or a young woman making her way out in in UX or or tech or graphic design what would you say to them now knowing what you know ex- having experienced what you've experienced what would you say about wanting to work maybe for talk talk or a similar company in 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 UX what would you say i would say go for it and it's a really fun industry it's design and psychology all wrapped into one i think as it's becoming a more diverse industry, we welcome diverse opinions and it's a really friendly, supportive industry. I don't think it is like a competitive industry. Like everybody wants to support each other and help them to do better. If you look on LinkedIn, there's loads of people out there offering mentorship advice. Um, there's ladies at UX out there to wherever you are in the world, I guess. Um to support you on your journey. We've had women in the Manchester community change careers off the back of it. So building up their portfolios and giving them advice on how to tweak it for job interviews. I think just reach out and get involved in the community. As someone that was, when I was at university, I'm a bit of an introvert, but I've thrown myself myself into those meetups and events because I knew that it's all about connections and meeting people. Um, and off the back of that, you get that support and people people just want you to do well. So um, just reach out and get involved. We don't bite. <laughs> Thank you very much, Lizzie. That's all for today. If you like the podcast, please subscribe in your podcast app. And if you have time, give us a review. If you have a suggestion or question, get in touch on Twitter at TalkTalkGroup. You can follow us there or also on LinkedIn. Thanks a lot for listening.